everybody. Good rising, everyone. Natalie coming to live. Spirit of coffee, coffee, coffee. Here, yum. I was like waiting for my pod bean to start and it didn't start and all the things. Um, so I hope everybody's been doing good. It's been quite a while since I've been on here. Uh, totally inconsistent, which is fine. Um, that happens in life as a practitioner of spiritual alchemy, right? And it's it's about the practice. It's about being in the work and not necessarily always um, speaking. And sometimes we have to go silent as a practitioner and really apply the concepts that we speak about to our life to see how things are actually, you know, working out. And we apply these processes in order to say, hey, yeah, this didn't work or stay away from that or, you know, that blew up in our face. I mean, if you think about the alchemist, right, and you think about how they would be in their like, chemists, just think about chemistry in a way, um, which is where alchemy came from, right? The, the word chemistry came from the word alchemy, um, where, you know, they're putting together their elixir. They're, they're putting together their secret sauce, and then sometimes things just blow up in their face. And then they go, yeah, don't do that. Um, this is why I like Harry Potter movies, because it really speaks to or alludes to alchemy. And in fact, the woman who wrote the book took all the concepts from alchemy. Um, and so we see that that happens, right? These wizards or whatever, they're trying to like put together these potions or they're trying to do these spells and they blow up in their face and, and they can't get it right the first time. Um, the Half-Blooded Prince is a really good movie to talk about that. How do we put the elixir together so that it works? You know, and there are certain things that we do. And you could think about it almost like in grandma's recipes, right? For especially for the holidays when we're thinking about, you know, what is it that grandma did to that? Or what is it that my mom did to that particular meal that it tasted so good? Like I'm doing the same thing, but something is different. And, you know, and then people have these traditions where you have to, like, for instance, when we cook our beans, you have to start off with cold water and you don't put any salt in it until the end. And, you know, there's all these different things that they come up with is an elixir. Okay. Now the elixir for our life, for our mental well-being, is a little bit different because every individual has their own way of processing the world, their own way of perceiving the world. Everybody has a unique code. Not everybody's going to be programmed the same. However, there are different programs out there that are helping us to move through the process. Now, when we talk from psychology um, and we're coming at it from the psychological perspective or language in psychology, there are distinctive um, in human development. There are these distinct ways that we develop as humans. And you know, people have tried to put the process together. Now, do I agree with every scholar out there? No. And I'm kind of the big mouth, especially in my program, right? You know, um, <laughs> I'm constantly the one that's like, no, nah, I don't agree with this fully because it doesn't really apply to the way that I have viewed life. And that's why we have so many different processes in psychology. Because if you think about it, right now we are sort of under the Jungian um sort of a freudian way of seeing psychology and does it work now not necessarily right that's a very male white perspective of how the world operates and they took those operations from the native traditions and cultures and looked at them and said well what's going on with their psychology what are they doing so we have these ideas however because we can't go back and say well we should just totally take out this information no Okay, so then let's talk in psychological terms. 
What is the elixir for us? And how do we apply it to our lives so that we can then transcend and include? And that's what's important. How do we reach the transpersonal states of being? And that's what it would be called in human development. There are these different levels of development that happen and we apply different elixirs or different processes or programs to try to figure out how to reach these heightened states, right? We want to, people are saying, well, how do I reach enlightenment? Well, it's a, it's a messy business. It's not a pretty business. People think, oh, I'm enlightened. It's beautiful. No, it's not. It's messy. And the reason it's messy is because we're trying to figure out what is our elixir and, and how do we apply it to our own personal life? And it's going to be different for everybody. However, there are processes, there are tools that you can find. So there are many systems you can follow. You can go out there, just think about it. There's Kundalini, there's Kundalini yoga, there's, you know, there's um, yoga, yoga, there's Tai Chi, there's Kung Fu, you know, there's these different systems that help us move the energy. Um, and then you have different programs like personal development for the mind. So the body and the mind, how do you move both? How do you find your perfect elixir? And that means you have to go out and practice. You have to be a practitioner of the work. You can't just talk about it conceptually. It's actually applying it to your life to see what happens. Now, that's why it's a messy business. As you start to expand consciousness, right? And, and an adult development, which is what I'm very interested in is how we develop as adults and mature um, there's these two sort of levels that they talk about. One is the existential, which the existential um, is really grounded in those ego practices and the traumas of the ego. But we've gone, we have actually already gone through identity crisis. So it's not an identity crisis, but it's when we get to this stage of our life where we just don't know who the hell we are anymore. <laughs> You're getting older, you don't know the hell you are. You're like, you know what? Who am I now? You know, I'm here and they call it a midlife crisis, if you will, could be quarter life crisis now, you know, because people are living longer. But there's these crises that people have. And then you're like, what the hell is this guy doing? He went and, you know, that's the common one, right, um, that they see is like these guys go out and buy these speed race cars and, they, and they're doing all this stuff. Right. And we start to go like, who the hell are we? I don't even know who I am anymore. And I'm not the same person I was. I'm ready for maturation. Those are existential issues and there's different processes and programs that you can you can use to try to move you through it. Once you work through your existential stuff, then you get into the archetypal stuff, which we call the transpersonal and the transpersonal is big energy. So it's I always think of that song that came out by Mariah Carey now that big, big energy. You know what I mean? And, and I think of that song for some reason because it is big, big energy. And here's the deal. I wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, as a life coach, I'm a life coach and um, I wouldn't tell people to necessarily go into the transpersonal states of being until they have worked through their existential egoic traumas and have really overcome it. Because what can happen between those two spaces is you can really um, lose your mind in a way. And you see people kind of go crazy. They get to a certain age and like, what in the world happened to this individual? Wh where, wh who are they? Well, they don't know who they are. And then there's not a whole lot. There, there are some processes that you can apply to your life, but nobody really talks about it in psychological terms per se. They just throw things at you and people think, oh, I'm going to go do this archetypal big energy stuff. 
not knowing that they have to deal with the traumatic egoic processes that have been in place first and really look at the existential. So if you're in this kind of space between the existential and transpersonal spaces, there are processes that can slowly guide you into the transpersonal. I would not start doing big dream energy work because energy work, you know, in terms of like dreams, active imagination, hypnotherapy, all of those things are big energy. But if you don't, if you're not grounded in who you are and, and understand that the egoic patterns of the existential are not truly who you are and that there's this sort of disassociation between it, then you're going to get lost and it's going to be very, very, very difficult. And you could end up with depression. You could end up with anxiety. You can end up with all these things. And so you start to see in, in the development of an adult that these, these energies start to arise within them. And they're going, where the hell did this come from? I didn't used to have this much anxiety. I didn't used to have depression. Now I'm depressed. Now I don't know what's going on with me. And it's because your consciousness is ready for expansion. But there's a process in between there. And you have to find out what that process is for you. Now, I personally have asked some of my professors about measurement tools to find out, you know, what what level of development are you in? At what stage of development? I shouldn't even say levels because levels imply that one's greater than the other. And they're not. They're all necessary. But how do we how do we look at those um, stages and say, where am I at in this particular stage? Am I between existential and transpersonal? Or am I still really dealing with the existential traumas that I need to overcome in order to transcend? So one of the concepts that they use um, in psychology, especially in transpersonal psychology, is, um, is include and transcend. So we don't take out anything from the past. We don't deny it. And a lot of this happens in shadow work, as you know. And if you're doing shadow work, that's really what it is. It's really saying I'm including every part of myself. I'm not denying it. I'm including it, but I'm also transcending it. And so that's what we do at each stage. We say we're going to include and transcend. We're going to include and transcend. We're going to include and transcend. And there's a beautiful model that I am going to be using. And this is for bigger energy, right? This is for, for um, cultural um, shifts and paradigm and worldview shifts um, called spiral dynamics. Um, and, you know, with spiral dynamics, um, I could I could go on a rant and rave like, why are you pissed off about it? But because historically, right, we had these systems in place, if you go back. And for me as a spiritual alchemist, I'm like, the, the processes were there, but we needed different language now. Because back in history, when we look at all these processes, they weren't in English. English is a new language. And so we're learning how to talk about the same concepts using different language. And for me, this has always been a challenge. Um, I typically talk in terms of alchemy in, in, in an alchemic way. And, and I think it loses people. I think people were confused. Some people are like, I don't really know alchemy. So, but alchemy is the processes that we apply to our life. So the language that we're using in psychology is pretty much the same thing. You know, it's just it's just we're using language for English, but these processes and systems were really rooted in these rites of passage historically. You can go back to tribal communities and what they did is they sort of ripped, right? They've ripped out that that information and they put it into psychology. They try to make it scientific, 
well, it's not scientific. And now they start to say, oh, well, we realize it's not just scientific, that it's actually something greater than that. And that there's an experiencer happening. And so you get these different alchemic processes. Now, Carl Jung, um, who, you know, there are things that I disagree with him about and things that I agree with him about, but Carl Jung brought us his own alchemy. So it's not going to apply to your life completely. And people who are analyzing Carl Jung's work, not, I'm not saying anything's wrong with what they're doing, but really you can't analyze somebody's own alchemy. Everybody has that internal alchemy. And Carl Jung was discredited for the stuff that he was doing because alchemy is not widely accepted by academia. You do, it's just not. I tried. I tried to put uh, spiritual alchemy in there and they're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, they want to talk in clinical terms. Well, their clinical terms that they use are existential stages of development or transpersonal stages of development. And so if you're looking to transcend or if you're looking for psychological terms, if you're looking for terms that might apply to you in, in, psych, in psychology, those were the terms that you would be looking for. And you would say, how do I apply some of the processes? Now, the transpersonal processes, again, I wouldn't even dive into those necessarily per se until I understood where I was in the, ex in the existential. Because the, again, the, the transition between the two, the transpersonal is the big archetypal energy. And we see a lot of people who are actually working with this big energy now. Um, and, and I think there needs to be an assessment tool of kind of where are you in the process? We didn't need those assessment tools before. When, when we were tribal people, we weren't doing assessment tools because we had rites of passage. Well, we don't necessarily have that in American culture. We don't have rites of passage. European thought doesn't have it. Okay, that was ripped from us. So now we have to figure out, well, what is my rites of passage? What is the process and model that's going to help me mature into adulthood? And what this ends up doing when we do this correctly, okay, when we find our elixir, when we find our secret sauce, right, and we can give it to others, we can say, well, here's what I did, but it may, may or may not work for you, but you can tweak it so it works for you, is that when you start to transition over, you end up with what they call Christ consciousness. And I read the Christ Blueprint. This is, I actually started this podcast based on a book called the Christ, Blue, the Christ Blueprint, 13 Keys to Christ Consciousness. The book itself, um, you know, every time I read it, I love it. It's a really good book, um, but it does talk about the Christ Consciousness. We all have it within us. And the Christ Consciousness, the Buddha Consciousness, however you want to call it, um, is that connection to the divine self through existential into transpersonal. It's the movement from. So when we start to include and then transcend, include, transcend, include, transcend. So we don't take out anything else. We just remember who we are. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for saying good morning. Cheers to you. I shall take a drink of my coffee now. <laughs> so the, the movement between the two. Now, is there a measurement tool? I don't know. I've asked my professors if I find a measurement tool, I'll let you guys know. Um, but I think this is something if you're working with a coach or if you're working with some spiritual guidance person, um, I would highly recommend that you first find out 
where you are in your stages of development. Expansion of consciousness is a messy business. It's not fun. It's not easy. And once you go and get started, there's no going back, right? There's no, once you stretch something, it can never go back. Okay. It's always going to be stretched. And so now there's more space, but you don't, you want to be gentle with yourself through the process. I think people want it all at once and you just, it, it, it's not, doesn't work that way. It's almost like a drip system. You want little at a time. If you do it all at once, you can really, really go crazy. Your brain will go crazy. And this is the truth. I've seen people go crazy. And in fact, in my program, for those of you who don't know, I'm in a program. Um, it is a master's program right now of consciousness and transformative studies. And then we'll be getting my PhD in consciousness and society. And for those of you who have followed, have known, it is an everyday process. It, it, you have to, you have, it's just every day. And at some point you could say, I stop, but you can't go back. You already know what you know, you know? And I had one time was talking to one of my spiritual guides. She said, once you say, you know, I commit to the high priestess, I want to know the truth. Um, good luck because it's not this beautiful thing. So I highly recommend and encourage that individuals who are saying, hey, I want to expand consciousness. I want to see life through a new worldview, a new paradigm. I want to accept these new ideas. I want to expand um, that it take it slowly. Um, because too much, too fast, too hard is can drive you crazy. It's going to change the fabric, the DNA of your life. It changes relationships. It changes everything. It's not going to stay the same. And a lot of people have a hard time with change. And so you've got to understand that when you start doing this work, it's going to change the very fabric of your life. And if you pull on one string, it's really going to affect the other part. So, and that's kind of where the ripple comes in, right? Where we don't understand the consequences of our actions. So be slow with yourself. You don't have to take it fast. In fact, I don't even recommend people take it fast. I say, go slow. Be gentle. Slow and steady wins the race. And, and as you start to include and transcend and start to develop and start to expand consciousness, right? Because you want to be gentle with yourself. If you're not going to be gentle with yourself, guess what happens? You start to be hard on others. And that's a lot of where the judgment comes in, right? And we have a lot of people where you have to ask yourself, is it my ego leading this or is it my spirit, my soul? You know, and that's a big question I had to ask myself about spirit and coffee. And I do all the time. And I went silent for a very long time because for me, I had to focus on what is it that I truly desire? I'm constantly changing. I'm not always the same. And as I've done the work, as if I applied the work to my life and now saying, okay, is this ego? Where, where was it coming from? And I would say that I would say, no, you know, now it's, I really want to get back to humanity. I want to serve humanity. But then I started doing a lot of deep dive into my own existential issues that are still arising and said, okay, there are some issues here. There are some egoic agendas going on that I was subconsciously didn't, wasn't aware of. What were the, what were the, what was the agenda of the ego? It was to be recognized by my parents to be seen, to be, for them to be proud of me. But you know, the funny part of it all 
is that my dad has never been on Facebook and he ever going to be on Facebook because he's not one. Of, he is like old school. It took him forever to even get a phone. You know, he had the flip phone up until however, you know, he's not, he's never going to be a Facebook person. He doesn't even know what Facebook is. We'll just put it that way. He has no clue and he ain't ever going to do it. So why am I trying to prove myself to these individuals? But this is very, very, very um, basic level programming that comes from, you know, when we were kids. So I just highly recommend that if you are wanting to expand consciousness, and, and you feel like you're in this liminal space or in this space of not really understanding, you know, how do I get to a place of the transpersonal and innovation and creativity? Because that's where it exists. You have to start looking at the existential stuff and you have to start looking at the egoic patterning and looking at those stages of development. Now, there's different processes you can do. We did full spectrum in one of our class. Full spectrum is Ken Wilber's stuff. Um, not necessarily the biggest fan of Ken Wilber, um, and th there's reasons why, but but he does have a pretty good handle on um, spiral dynamics and also integral theory. He, he's the founder of, of integral theory. And part of me believes he just, <laughs> a friend of mine's like, he just puts integral on anything and then he could just plagiarize everything. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. So he still does have some really good information that you guys might want to look at. And full spectrum mindfulness um, is a way to kind of go through the different stages of development starting from infancy. Because as infants, um, people don't realize we are actually programmed from when we are infants. And, um, you know, we can take it back to like, we choose our parents and there's all those ideas, right? We choose our parents and, you know, it's, it's up to you to believe or choose to believe whatever you want to believe. So if you choose your parents, then there's meanings, there's lessons to be learned. And so really looking at those traumas and facing them. And um, I can tell you that I've done that when COVID happened, I've faced the traumas with my parents and really have stood my ground, set my boundaries, all that kind of stuff that I didn't even realize I wasn't doing. Um, and these are very, very um, core um, programming. And so when you get to the core and you understand the core of that programming, you're able to say, okay, let me, let me work on this, but it's not pretty and it's not easy. And it's not, sometimes it's not even fun, but what is your commitment to? Well, my commitment is to serve humanity, right? To leave a legacy of wisdom, to continue to serve and to give back in some form, in some way. And so in order to get there, I have to take care of myself. Well, you've got to take care of yourself. So take care of yourself and be gentle through your process. Okay, your elixir is going to look different from everybody else's, but there are different elixirs you can use. And I can tell you, um, for me, for personally, for me, the greatest, most powerful alchemy in motion that I have ever found process that is stellar, in my opinion, to all others is Kung Fu. And Shaolin Kung Fu is probably one of the most profound alchemy, alchemic processes in motion. It's alchemy in motion. It is the most profound system. Okay. Um, oh, hi, Christina. Mine is to help younger generations to avoid making the same mistakes I did. Yeah, that's great. And so we all have sort of our, our ideas about 
where, who do we want to be and who, wh how do we want to support people? But you have to deal with your own shit first. You've got to deal with your shit. You can't fill, you can't fill somebody's cup from an empty cup. You can't, if you're empty and it's okay to take a timeout. I took a timeout for a very long time. I just said, that's it. I need to take a timeout. I need to really focus on who I am. And then going through all of these transpersonal stages and, and, and active imagination and dream work and all this big energy, you start to say, well, really, who am I? <laughs> and, and, and the question just ever changing, right? It doesn't stay the same. So be gentle with yourself. I am going to see if there's an assessment tool. I would love to, and I personally love to work with individuals through these processes. Um, but look up Kung Fu, um, Shaolin Kung Fu, and look up the system. It is the most profound alchemic system ever made, in my opinion. Um, it includes and embodies nearly every system you could possibly think of. So it has kundalini breath work. It has yoga. It has all of the things, um, tai chi, qi gong. All of those things are included in kung fu. And, and I didn't never knew this. At the same time, it has other internal arts. It has the internal and external arts. You see the weapons, right? Our flexible weapons, or we have state, but all those weapons and all the use of those weapons are not to harm. It's to actually make you healthy. It strengthens your bones. It strengthens your, your will. And at the end of the life of any Kung Fu master, all they're doing is meditating. They don't even train like they did before. They're just sitting in meditation and they're peaceful and they feel good but they embody every animal. They're trying to embody the animals. They're looking at nature and saying, how can I be one with nature? How can I emulate nature? How can I, they're the respect for nature. So there's this, this connection and in psychological terms, or if you wanted to look at it in academic terms, it would be like a worldview. Living systems is an arising worldview. It's a paradigm shift. So we've gone from contemporary to, to modernism, to postmodernism, to post-postmodernism. And now we have these arising paradigms that are coming into play. And living systems is one of them. And it's really that return back to nature. It's our connection back to nature. How do we reconnect? And, and it's a must. And so as you're spiraling through your, your transitions, your stages of development, you'll get to a place where this bigger energy is at play and you realize hey, I've got to give back somehow. It's not just about me. There's this bigger thing happening and I want to give back in whatever way that I give back. And then you decide how you give back. You decide how you want to be innovative and creative and give to the world. Um, but you can't do it from an empty cup. So fill your cup, understand where you are. Go, go, go do some readings on you know human development, which is, you know, that's the academic way to look at it written in English <laughs> so people can understand. Um, and then, you know, ask yourself where you are in the transition phase between the existential transpersonal stages of development and say, yeah, what do I need to maybe clean up in the existential and, and transcend and include and transcend so that I can then move to the transpersonal and not before then, because you will go crazy if you do. And you'll get lost and then you'll end up depressed. And then it's, 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 you know, 
people say they want to be enlightened and they want to do all these things and it's it, it to get there is not the path is not it's not beautiful and it's not always carved out it's not going to be perfectly carved out for you, you got to carve it out for yourself and you know that takes time and effort which is what kung fu means mastery through time and effort um and it takes time and it's an everyday thing yeah i know gp man's been on here forever and how many times do i say it's an everyday thing it's an everyday thing it doesn't just it's not just a hey i want to do this one day and then it's over it's your life and it's beautiful once you reach these states right we will reach the transpersonal sometimes um, even if we still have some existential um, stuff happening, we'll still reach that place and, and, and we'll be like, whoa, this was awesome, you know, and some people do psychedelics. So there's different ways to entice it, but it's not a permanent state of being. And the reason why is because there's still that existential stuff that needs to be worked out, worked through. Once you get to the place of Christ consciousness, then that's different, right? But most people would take their whole life to get there and some never do and that's okay not in this lifetime and then it's fine you know but to be in that state of being forever we, we can't not when we're in this world right so but you can move between worlds and that's kind of cool so there you have it um you know i'm trying to make a commitment to get back on here um you know constantly um i have about two more quarters to be graduating in may um, and then applying for my PhD to um, continue on the journey um, and really developing, um, you know, working with big energy myself so that I can then shift, help shift the paradigm, help shift the consciousness, help shift people into a new way of viewing the world. Um, it's, it's so needed. And trust me, there's room for everybody to be a part of the work. And, and we need more people to be part of the work. Um, so kudos to you for those brave souls who are working to work the work. <laughs> working to work the work, okay? Um, and keep it, keep, keep it up. You're doing great. And member, remember, member, you member. That's what you mean, Mexican. Remember, be gentle with yourself, okay? Okay. So I love you guys. Love and light. Have a fantastical day. It was great to get on here. Felt really good to share this information with you guys. Um, and I want to continue to share the information. So if I find an assessment tool, I will be sharing that soon um, so that you guys can have some tools to help you move through um, your stages of development. Okay, there you have it. Love you guys. And I will see you later. Bye-bye.